Welcome to this week's episode of Eye of the Swarm, your deep dive into anything and everything related to Yellow Jacket Athletics. With the Big Sound, Matt Johnson, I am John Garver, Season 5, Episode 13, and let me ask you a question. Uh-oh, here you're we a, go. You're a lifelong Upper Midwester, correct? I am, correct. Okay, as am I. And do you ever remember a time where a baseball team and a softball team practiced outdoors in January on Grass or turf, not on snow? Certainly not. Uh, I do not. Okay, I do not either, I, I do not. And the fact I'm having to dig this deep yeah. into my, my... The recesses of your mind. Yeah, my recesses of my mind, which is a place I don't usually like to go. Right. It kind of hurts. Um, no, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't either until last week. Oh, and yeah. That blew my mind. There's been a lot of smiles up here from, there uh, from uh, TJ Oaks and Melissa Fracker over the right. last couple of weeks. Um, know, and, and the players, for that matter. I, I walked in the one day, and I just kind of looked at TJ and said, you know, it's probably nicer out now than it will be in April, so maybe go yeah. schedule a game or something. Well, yesterday it was like 45 or 46 degrees yesterday. Yeah, it was incredibly nice. Yeah. I mean, we had fog, and now they're saying, well, it might rain next week. Rain? Rain in yeah, February. Yeah, in February. So I was but, like, okay. Yeah, they, they gave us the... Meanwhile, break. half the country's being flooded out. Out. Right. Yeah. So that's kind of fun, I guess, or not. Um, yeah. It's it's been a. They they say this is a particularly strong El Nino year. Uh, apparently. Yeah. Because um, old El has taken yeah, all the all the. I mean, we, we've had from our area. We've had uh, El Ninos before, um, and they do warm things up for those of us who live in the northern climates, but. Um, I don't remember anything like this. No, thing. this one's pretty strong. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I'm obviously not a meteorologist. Um, I'm not a, a climatologist. I don't know what the full, um, you know, w- with an El Nino, what it all means and what is the difference. Why is this one stronger than another one? But right. they've, they've been saying now for a while that this is a particularly strong El Nino year, um, which leads me to think that on the backside we might get hit next year, <laughs> you know. Or uh, did we get know? hit last year? Possibly, because last year was pretty rough, um, especially for the spring seasons. Right. Um, which is kind of apropos because we have now we're in the crossover part of the year, which we'll talk about in a moment here. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's been pretty bizarre, to be honest with you. Yeah. And I, to be honest with you, at a certain level, I'm not really sure how I feel about it. Uh, I like mild winters. I don't necessarily... I like brown winter. Yeah, brown winter is weird. Yeah. Um, you know, we... I don't know if we're going to get a lot of precip. I mean, there's still a chance we could get a really big storm. I imagine we're still yeah. going to get pummeled once here. Yeah, but... Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? You know, I mean, if last year's any indication, we certainly do deserve a lighter one this year. But right. you know, then again, this light, this is this is. Ridic- I've shoveled once. Yeah, this is uh, this is almost like concerning. Yeah, in a way. Yeah, it is. Yeah, this is it worrying. Is. I, I, yeah, it's the whole. I don't. I don't know what to do. Yeah, I don't know where to put my hands. I mean, it's it's weird. Yeah. It, it yeah. just feels strange. Well, it, it does kind of reinforce the idea that things are changing as far as our climate goes because I don't ever remember. Having you know years where we were talking about El Nino uh, or La Nina or any of that kind of stuff when I was a kid, it was just I, I remember, every every winter was pretty harsh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now yeah. it's becoming more of a year to year basis. So, right. yeah, I don't know what all that means, but uh, I don't know what it means either. I just no. know it means that baseball and softball practiced outdoors yeah, on, in yeah. January. Yeah, and there might be a chance now that tennis might be able to get outside a little bit more. Tennis too. was outside yesterday. Yeah, we'll we'll find out a little bit more about that too when they when they join us in the, in the roundtable segment, but. It's, yeah, they, they, we put a, a baseball series for March 1st on the calendar now. <laughs> yeah. 
that's uh that's ambitious. We'll see if uh, we'll see if we can, we can follow through with that. Hey, but it feels playable as it right now. So. Yeah, yeah, it is. And, and the temperatures if we went to play yesterday would have been actually pretty nice. It would have been really nice. It would have yeah. been nicer than some of the days we played in last year. Yes, correct. Yes, it would have been. So you know. we'll see. We'll see. Um, you know, we're coming to the end of the winter season as it is. So. Uh, which is weird always to say. It, um, it, it is, and it, it it just seems like this year it happened a lot more quickly than it has in, in years past. Yeah. This yeah. one went quickly. I, I, from my perspective, I felt like, um, you know, we didn't have as many home games as, as – it just feels like that. It doesn't necessarily – I know that's probably not the truth, but it just feels that way. Because I felt like, you know, I, I'm not used to having both basketball teams on the road the final two weeks of the year where they're, mm-hmm. you know, where they're not going to be here, um, you know, and – before we find out if there's going to be, you know, tournament play for for both one or both of them, um, and then um, you know, hockey got one regular season series to go for you guys, and then uh, women's hockey pretty much in the same boat. Um, maybe a few more games for them. I they don't have remember. two series. Left. They have two series yeah, left. Their okay, season but, was a week longer than the men. Okay, but uh, yeah, I mean, we're coming to that end, and uh, of course, indoor track and field is already going. Uh, yeah, they're halfway through their schedule. They're now. halfway through their schedule, and the tennis teams now are officially back in their spring season. So mm-hmm. both of them. So it's it, it's it's busy right now. There's that crossover portion of the year, um, and uh, you know, last week I would say going now for the for the week that was portion of the of the uh, the program here. Dynamite uh, transition. Oh, thanks. Um, <laughs> that broadcasting school is really paying off. <laughs> um, I would say it was kind of a mixed bag. Of, of results, I think, for the teams mm-hmm. for the most part last weekend. Um, women's basketball definitely had the best week, I think, of everyone. Uh, they're just rolling right along right now. They are. And, uh, you know, they put themselves in a prime position now. And uh, They really did. I mean, I feel like they're in the driver's seat. Yep. You know, with that game at hand, they'll make that up tonight. Yep, against well, Northland. Against Northland, but they, I feel like they're in the driver's seat. Yeah, uh, this was a big weekend for them. They beat two good teams in uh, North Central and Northwestern at home. Finished the conference season unbeaten at home, which uh, the first time I'd done that in, since uh, probably 18, 19. Maybe, yeah, maybe probably. Team. I think yeah. Zach Otofisher's first year. Yeah, I think Zach's first year. That was the 24-win squad that uh, lost in the tournament title game by one. Yep. Um, but I think that's probably the last time that we had an undefeated home record for the women. Mm-hmm. And uh, the men had a split, um, you know, and, and made made things difficult. Yeah. Uh, for themselves in a number of ways in both games, really. Right. Um, played a really good first half, uh, thanks to Javon Walker, mm-hmm. on Friday. Um, second half against North Central was really, really tough. Um, you know, there was there was a lot of indecision and a lot of missed shots in there. And then against Northwestern, the offense just did, was not there. Um, you know, and it's kind of been the story all year long. You score 82 and you beat North Central on Friday, and then you score 45 the next day. You know they've they've just been they've been seesawing up and down. It's been a problem all year. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, when they lose games, it's usually because they don't shoot the ball particularly well. Yep. Uh, defensively, they're okay, but uh, you know they can't find the bottom of the net, and that's what happened against Northwestern. Uh, I mean, usually when you give up fifty five points at home, you're probably going to win. Right. But they didn't yep. because they couldn't make any shots on their end of the floor. And uh, yeah, it was you know it, it was that was a frustrating game. Uh, I happen to know that Greg was frustrated with how they played, Coach Bolkowski, but. Uh, they're right now in a logjam for second place right now in the league. Uh, there's three teams that are six and four, and then there's two teams that are five and five. So it's it's a real logjam. These next couple of weeks are going to be big for them. Yeah, critical because uh, you could go from being the two seed. No one's catching Bethany. Nope. So you go from being the two, or you're the six that's on the out. outside. Yeah. So these next four games are going to be really important for them, and um, they're not going to be easy. No, you're no, all, they're on the road. All of them are on the road, all of them are and on the road. three of them are against teams that beat you the you're, first time. You're play- yeah. yeah, and you're so, playing Bethany, who's 
going to be the conference champion, and yep. then you're playing Crown, who you're tied with. Yep. You know, <laughs> playing Morris, who in, in their gym yep. is always a difficult out. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So it's going to be it's going to be a, a, a ch- big challenge for the men, I think, down the stretch. The women, um, I, I can't say enough about the job that Emily's done. Um, you know, I mean, they they gritted out a couple of wins this weekend against teams that they, uh, you know, they typically struggle against mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, but uh, played really, really a, a strong game against um, Northwestern, I thought, for the most part. Uh, that game was tight throughout. It really, neither team really got much of a lead. It was basically a nail-biter throughout. Led most of the way against North Central. Then North Central came back, rallied back, took the lead uh, in the third quarter or in the fourth quarter, and then uh, UWS just kind of put their foot down. And uh, one of the things that they're, they're showing is that they're really well coached, um, and they get to the free throw line, they make their free throws, um, and they're getting contributions across the board right now. Yep. I mean, different players are stepping up every every game. So, you know, they had four and double figures against North Central. Then the next day they have Katie Dobson comes uh, to the light and she scores 18, um, you know, when she's averaging about five a game. Um, she's had a quiet year. Yeah, she's had a quiet <laughs> year. And, and uh, I know Emily wants to get her going a little bit more. She's she's a good offensive player, um, uh, you know, and trying to get her to shoot the ball more. And she showed why she should shoot the ball more right. <laughs> on Saturday, uh, the way she played against uh, Northwestern, because she was really good in that game. Um, but you know they're they're they guard they play hard uh, they rebound well um, and they make timely shots. You know that's one of the things that they've been doing pretty consistently these last few weeks, whether they've been at home or on the road. Mm-hmm. You know they make plays down the stretch of games, and um, that's how you win. That's how you win. Yep. You know, period. Yep. You know, and uh, you know they should win tonight, and then uh, they'll be on the road for the last four. But like you said, they have a game up now on everybody in the conference. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, assuming that they play well enough on the road. You know, they're, I would expect that they'll be at home for a playoff game at least. Yeah, I would imagine yeah. they're going to finish in the top two. Yeah, in the top two. It's going to be either be first or second, I think, yep. uh, depending on how things it's go. It's going to come down to what happens when they go to Morris. Right. But I think uh, for the most part, they're, um, you know, uh, they control their own destiny, and they're perfectly capable of winning all four, all five of these games on the road, mm-hmm. uh, based on what I've seen. So yep. uh, it's going to be fun. We'll see We'll see where they end up, though, uh, in a couple weeks and, and see who gets the, the top two seats. Mm-hmm. Uh, men's hockey, uh, rough weekend. Uh, the Technically, it's it's a split, but yeah, it's a split. Um, yeah, I know it's a disappointing <laughs> split, though. Well, they haven't done themselves any favors. Yeah, you know they uh, they're a lot like men's basketball. Yeah, you know they're painfully inconsistent, and they they defend well. You know, I think that the Saturday night I think was their third one nothing loss okay. of the year. Yeah, they you know they they defend well, but they have problems scoring. And at, <clears throat> at this point, yeah, I, where I, we heard that before, yeah, yeah. And at this point, I feel it's it's a it's more mental than anything, mm-hmm. you know. And I I feel like when they if they get the first goal, they're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. When they don't score the first goal, and they, they here start, we go again, they start yeah. to grip the sticks a little bit tighter because they know how how difficult it's been for them to score goals. So when they're down that first one, they get in their heads a little bit, yeah, and they and they can't get out of it. Yeah. And but the the offense has been. A struggle all season long, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. eleven times they played twenty three games, eleven times, so almost half, they've scored one or fewer goals. Wow. So, but okay, it's that's that's what they are. Yeah. They're an offensively a team that struggles offensively. They're very mm-hmm. good defensively, but they struggle on offense. Yep. That's same with the men's basketball team. Yep. They're um, they're exactly the same. And so you're you're sitting here going, well, okay, I, you went into last weekend knowing that you could lock yourself into the top four and have a home playoff series and you 
win your first game to give yourself the tiebreaker against UW Stout, which is good. And now you're moving into, you know, a chance to be, almost lock yourself in third place. Mm-hmm. And they get shut out. Mm-hmm. Lose a one nothing game. And then River Falls gets an extra point, winning a shootout at Eau Claire. And that puts them five points back you mm-hmm. with six points to go. Yeah. You know, so now yeah. you're sitting here going, we have to, we need two because River Falls has the tiebreaker on you. So yeah. we need two points here in these last two games. Yeah. And then we can lock into a, a top four and get a home playoff series. You're going to play the number one seed in the mm-hmm. conference this weekend on the road in a building that's difficult to plan. Yep. That you haven't picked up many wins in over the last decade. Yeah. And River Falls, who's trailing you, is playing the number six seed. <laughs> a team that has one win. Yeah. You haven't made this easy on yourselves. You've left yeah. way too many points on the table. Yeah. You know, if yeah. they close the deal against River Falls on that Friday and don't go to the shootout, yeah. then you're not even having this conversation. Right. Yeah. But because you couldn't close and gave up yeah. a goal with less than two minutes to go, you gave them that extra point. Right. You know, that's a two-point swing. Suddenly, they're seven points back, and you're already locked into the top four if you just get that right. win there. Yeah. So there's the a point you left on the table there that hurts you. You got swept at home by Eau Claire. You split against UW Stout. You have left a lot of points on the table. Yeah, and this is where it comes back to bite you. It comes back to bite you. So yep. now you're you're fighting for your lives, and you could finish anywhere from third to fifth, yep. depending on what what happens this weekend. Yep. Yep. So men's hockey didn't do themselves any favors. Nope. Uh, still a lot on the on the table for men's basketball. All the marbles to play for for the women. Yep. They could win the regular season crown for the first time in about five years. So that's all going on. Women's hockey, I really don't know what else to say about them other than the fact that everything that could go wrong has gone wrong. Yep. Um, you know, they, they ended up losing to uh, River Falls on Saturday, um, 13 in a row now. Um, man, it's at this point, it's just what, what, the thing you worry about in this case is just them losing their heads completely. Right. And just completely checking out. That said, They've got four left. They're all at home. Yep. And you, you know you're not catching one or two. Right. But you're essentially in the driver's seat yeah, they to the, get to finish third. They have the uh, tiebreaker over Stevens Point as, as of, of now. right now. Yep. And they play them twice this weekend. So, yep. you know, you, you take care of business there. Yep. And Stevens Point's done after this weekend. Okay. So, this so is if you can, them. you take care of business here and leapfrog them, you know you're the three seed. Yep. And you don't have to play in that miserable play-in game. Yeah. Yeah, you know, which they've had to do the last which two years. They've had to do so. Yeah, yep. you know, they 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 know what they need to do. Yep. over the course of these next four games. Yep, yep, and that is definitely the truth. And they say at least they'll be home, yep. so they'll have that advantage. Yep, uh, men's and women's indoor track and field just rolling right along. Clay mm-hmm. uh, Spirit Challenge this past weekend, men won five events, women won one. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, because there are no team scores, it's really hard to see. Yeah. to know exactly where everybody stands. You, you almost end up looking at the the individual se- the season best and yeah. personal record. Records that come out and go, yeah. okay, I can see how we had a really good day then. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's, you know, because there aren't any points until the conference cha- titles, you know, championship um, meet, which will be hosted by us again. In two weeks. In two weeks, yeah. That, that's always a, that's a, that's a, <laughs> that's a, that's a marathon two-dayer right is. there. That's but, um, um, yeah, I mean, I, it, it looks like the men are certainly in, in, good, in a good place, and I, I'm guessing the women are too. Yep. Um, it's tough because, you know, when they're competing – you and I are in the middle of other things yep. all the time. So, um, you know, depending on how things shake out here over the next well, couple weeks. Even when they're here and I might be running back and forth between the rink, the gym, and the field house where they're competing, you'll, you'll, you stand and you watch a little bit. Yeah. 
there's all this stuff happening, you still really don't know right, what no. kind of a day they're having. No. I walk into the gym and I'm like, oh, okay, we're having a day because we're up by 30 at the half. It's right. very tangible. Right. I come here and it's like, hmm. Not until the scores who, come out. Who looks happy? Who's unhappy? Yeah, exactly. What's Glenn's expression? <laughs> right, yeah. Well, and then they have to tally up the points and all that right. stuff. So it takes some time yeah, yeah. to be able to know. Um, that's why day two is more fun yep. because you actually know where the teams are at here heading into day two. Yep. Um, so, you know, when's women's indoor track and field? Certainly, uh, hopefully, in line to defend their conference titles mm-hmm. in a couple of weeks. Uh, they are back home, though, this weekend. Yep. They're hosting the Maday Classic, which is always an emotional one. Very much so. Yep. So, uh, you know, in honor of Sam Maday, the former assistant coach, uh, we're not going to go any more detail than that, but uh, it's uh, it, it'll be a big weekend. Uh, and I know it's alumni weekend as well for them. So, yep. Uh, it should be fun. If you get a chance to come out and watch, go ahead. Uh, I think iFan Sports. Uh, iFan will be streaming, yeah. Okay, so they'll be streaming it as yep. well. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Uh, and then men's and women's uh, tennis kicked off their season, their spring season. Well, the men the previous week. But the right. women actually kicked off their, their spring season. Lost McAllister on uh, Saturday. Mm-hmm. and the, But the men picked up two wins, two mm-hmm. nice wins. Uh, beat McAllister and what's what they beat? That Wartburg. Wartburg, that's what it was. So two non Came from behind wins. on Wartburg. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. That's a nice win. Yeah. So uh, they're three and three. The women are now three and two. Um, are they playing this weekend? I can't. I don't remember. Yes. Okay. Um, I'd have to go back and look on who they're playing, but maybe we can ask. Uh, we'll ask them when they're. We'll ask them when they're here. I'm drawing yeah. a blank right now. <laughs> I know. There's only so much I can take. So much incoming. So, but uh, that's what happened last week. Um, so there's some good stuff out there still. Mm-hmm. You know, men's basketball, despite their struggles, are tied for second uh, as of right now. Uh, the women are all alone in first. You know, men's hockey, you know, they put themselves a little bit behind the eight ball, but if they can, you know, put together a nice game and maybe uh, be, you know, take one of those two against uh, Stevens Point. Then you you're, know. you're suddenly sitting, right, playing in a home playoff series, which right. is where, where you want to do. Yep, women's hockey, kind of the same story. If they take care of business, they'll, you they'll know, be a three seed. They'll be a three seed. And, yep. Uh, you know, then you've got tennis and uh, men's, women's indoor track and field are home next weekend. So it's, you know, as much as we talked about the struggles that they've had, uh, it's not all doom and gloom, right? So that that's the big. There's still there's still some some uh, action to be to be played out, and uh, hopefully some good results coming up. And with that, we'll take a timeout, and when we come back, we will sit down with head coach C.J. Schaffner and I believe Brooke Wilfong from the Yellow Jacket women's tennis team. So it'll be our first foray into the tennis conversations for the year, and. Uh, Again, a team that practiced outside yesterday. Yeah, yeah we'll see how that felt. <laughs> so we'll find yeah, out, what that, we'll was find out what that was all about. That'll yeah. all be coming up in the roundtable segment after this. You are watching Eye of the Swarm. We're back for the roundtable segment of this week's Eye of the Swarm, and we are heading to the tennis court, if you will, to talk a little bit, uh, I guess, outdoor tennis in January and February. We'll touch on that in a little bit. But Tennis. Uh, Coach C.J. Schaffner, Brooke Wilfong from the women's team are with us, and we talked about this a little bit in the opening segment because, as a lifelong Midwesterner, I do not remember a time when, in January and February, baseball and softball were practicing outside. And I know, yesterday you were you were wheeling <laughs> things outside. Yep. Yeah. Yesterday it turned out to be a nice day. It's so really well. Let's set up the nets and play. Uh, so we set up the nets and practice outside. And the sun uh, dropped. We were playing outdoor tennis in February under the lights in Wisconsin, which is. Uh, just never ha- you've never yeah. experienced no that. never never so it was great you know the sun dropped it dropped a couple degrees but uh it was it was fine you know uh we're not on our field house surface we're outside and uh it was cold and a little bit windy but not too bad so it was good i want you to expand on 
because you, you've said this a couple times, the you're not on the field house surface. So I, for the novices out there, well, hardcore is hardcore, right? Not all hardcores are the same. So talk about what you mean by we got off the field house surface and we're actually on a, a tennis surface. Yeah, we've been very intentional this year with our training schedule. Uh, Mondays and Fridays we practice in our field house. Uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays we go up to the uh, indoor sports center in Duluth and um, practice on a hard court. Our field house is more of a rubber surface. Uh, the field house is probably 100% faster than a hard court. Um, so it's not you know, conducive to a great training environment. Um, so when we are in here on Mondays and Fridays, we do a lot of off the ground stuff, so serving and volleying. Um, and then Tuesdays and Thursdays, we do a lot of match play up at the indoor club. So um, you know, it, it was nice yesterday, and, and the tough part is transitioning from one surface to the next and then to a, a match surface, which is the same as our indoor uh, in Duluth. So we wanna train on that as much as we can because that's our match surface. Um, and we want to go back and forth as little as possible. So it was big time yesterday to get another day uh, in a row on a hard court. Um, and it's, you know, this week is looking really good for our preparation for this weekend against Bethel. There, there it is. is. <laughs> <laughs> Previous day where we sat there going, who yeah, we, we knew I you were playing. We, we just, were like, we just could not think yeah. of who it was. It was really bothered me because I looked at it this morning and I yeah. just... Well, see, I, I didn't look at it this there. morning. I, I, just I knew who they had there. just played. I didn't know I knew who they, I got they that were part, playing. I yeah. could not <laughs> remember Bethel, so thank you for doing yeah. that. Oh, we yeah. have too much uh, stuff in our heads right now, so, yeah, that's, that's a problem. And most of it's useless, but it's all still up there. Yeah, it's still yeah, up there. I, I could use a reboot. If you got a new microchip or something, that would be great. I don't have one, but okay. <laughs> unfortunately. Oh, well. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I, yeah, that was a bit of a slap. I like I it. I think <laughs> I know, just right upside my head. <laughs> Knock that microchip around a little bit. Maybe clear some memory out. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it, tennis is a little bit different in terms of how the season goes um, than some other sports. Um, Talk about a little bit with Coach Paul Everhart when it comes to golf because they kind of do a similar thing where they split it up because you can play in the fall and then in the spring. Uh, most teams don't have that kind of situation where you can play in the fall and the spring. Most teams, of course, just play in either you know fall, winter, or spring. So th I know you guys played a few matches at the you know in, in the fall. Now you're starting up the spring. In that you know period in between, I mean, what is kind of the focus in terms of? transitioning from that that's always been a question that i have because that's that's kind of a long break you know you're talking two three months in there where you guys aren't playing an actual match but you're still practicing like i mean well how does that how does that all work out like what i mean what what's the approach there when you when you go from fall take that little bit of break in the winter and then go back in the spring season yeah it's a it's a bit of a puzzle to put together um, okay but uh in the past and this year it's been different with a different uh practice model uh, in the past it's been really tough because we go literally three months without practice. Uh, whereas this year we were able to, you know, train a little bit with a new model in the off season. Uh, so once our fall matches ended, we were able to still stay on court for, you know, once or twice a week. Um, sometimes we did some lessons just individually. Sometimes we did some team stuff, um, just really to keep the players engaged in practicing in the off season. Uh, just some touch points throughout the off season as well. So, um, but yeah, we had a nice fall season and uh, this spring has been, uh, you know, we have a great schedule. I'm super excited for the schedule this year. Uh, we're playing some fun uh, matchups, so it should be good rolling into this January, February. How is it from an athlete's perspective to have that split? I mean, is, is it difficult? I mean, it gets a little difficult with having like that big break, but 
it's also like, okay, we had our fall season. Now we focus on lifting and practicing once a week. And it's good that it's towards, like, the final end stretch of the semester because then, like, you're not being like, oh, I have practice right now and matches right now and it's also finals and you're super stressed out, but it also, like, helps you ease out of, like, the tennis part of it while also, like, getting to play and focus more on your academics. So I think it's good, but I don't know how others feel. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a great point. This yeah. this schedule this year, we have uh, the first semester finals. We didn't train or anything for, like, two weeks leading up to that. In the spring, uh, in the past, we've been able to uh, – uh, we've had to go right into finals during nationals or during a conference tournament, whereas this year we have – uh, all that done by the time we have to get to final. So it's it's yeah. actually going to be a really nice balance for the student athletes this year. Yeah. When you, you're talking about the the mods, this practice model, yeah. it, it's an NCAA thing where they allowed they they, they days, eased right? up on yeah. some of the rules a little bit and gave you the extra days, which allowed you to not just have to cut ties for three months and and kind of leave them on their own. Exactly. Yeah. It used to be whereas if we practiced Monday, it was the whole week was we had to practice the whole week to utilize those 19 weeks. Whereas now it's we get uh, just a day count, so it's been really. I think the balance is going to be great for the for the players. Mm -hmm. well, I know you guys also have a spring trip coming up too. I mean, we talk about oh, baseball yeah. and softball with their spring trips. I know you guys also look forward to it. You guys are going down to Florida again, is yeah, that right? Yes, yeah. Okay. And how many matches are you going to play down there? Uh, so the women will play four or five matches, and then okay. the men will play four or five matches plus a couple exhibition ones. Okay. Well, that's, see, then that's that's another cool thing I think you know with with tennis as well not just a split season but you get a chance to also go down to florida and mm -hmm. also play some more matches and you know it's nice for them I, i'm i'm assuming you look forward to it just because it's playing out in 70 to 80 degree weather oh my gosh it's so nice especially like with practice yesterday it's like a 50 degree difference <laughs> and there's sun and you're not under lights so i'm excited yeah yeah and that i mean that i i think all the athletes that that go on those trips really look forward to them not just because of playing, you know, ball or playing tennis, but also just the chance to kind of go out and be in a different place, be in a different environment, get a chance to see some other things, and yeah, I mean, the whole experience is very is is very cool. So yeah, it's a great team bonding thing too, because we're all yeah. stuck in a house together. So <laughs> stuck in a house together <laughs> for seven days. Like yeah. there could be a little bit of fighting, but there hasn't been with the women's team. So. Well, I get the sense that like there's good chemistry between both squads, both the men and the women. Oh, yeah. Pretty good chemistry. I mean, I, you know, I mean, we joke around a little bit, but that that <laughs> kind of shows how comfortable you think you guys are together. I mean, yeah. uh, and it's still a young group, especially yeah. on the women's side. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a very young group. I mean, how's it been having the newcomers come in this year? It's been so nice, just because we're all either sophomores or freshmen, so we know what it's been like as a returner in their situation. And being able to kind of help them in the way that we didn't know we needed help. So they're all super nice, and I love them all. I'm like, oh, these guys are just like my best friends. <laughs> right, and there's a couple internationals in there. Until they have to spend seven days together yeah. in a house. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> right yeah. yeah. Well, and the thing is also that's cool, though, is that between the men and the women, there's a lot of international flavor on these two teams. Well, and that, yeah. that's yeah. when you talk about chemistry and everything. It's yeah. not always easy to build when you have so many different countries and cultures that people are coming from yeah so how do you how do you navigate that especially on the men's yeah. side yeah yeah no it's actually I enjoy it um, and I think it is uh, sometimes helps that culture building and team building because you have friends from all over the world bringing different uh, viewpoints to mm -hmm. the to the team 
um, and you know it's it's just figuring out how to make sure everybody feels like their culture and everything is important and I think it's been really fun to just uh, share that with each other and just build the connections based on those differences. It's one of the things that uh, I've always admired about uh, Coach Mooney's men's soccer team. There's a lot of international flavor on that squad as well. Um, I get a chance to cover Duluth FC uh, during the summer. And plenty of international. You plan a, <laughs> just about everybody's international there, right. or at least from out of, out of this region. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and, and I know you know about that because you hosted a player last year. Yep. So, but uh, whenever you have that international kind of experience where you're bringing in guys from and, and gals from around the world and literally his his roster is literally from around the world right and yeah. you know it, it's 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 interesting to see how how the group comes together you know just to see just how the personalities mesh yeah yeah and that's kind of the cool part of it brooke might have to help me here but i think we have so usa and within the usa we have michigan uh wisconsin minnesota yeah, don't right. forget Minnesota. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, and then within the world, we have uh, Russia, Ecuador, Germany, uh, Brazil. Japan. Japan, right? Um, and in Wait, the past, did you say Germany? Yeah. Oh, okay. And in the past, yep. we've had guys from Hungary. So it's a really uh, diverse yep. squad. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and that's interesting. Colorado, too. Can't forget about my right. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's interesting also because... <laughs> Late edition, though. So right, yeah. yeah. Because recruiting also kind of in, in tennis... And, and and soccer at a certain point for Coach Mooney, for you it's it's it, it can be international. Like we, we tend to with, with a lot of our athletes are regional. You know they come from either Superior or they come from the Twin Ports. Some of them you know come from maybe the Twin Cities or the Milwaukee area. And then there's a few, of course, that come from like Canada and men's hockey and women's hockey. But you guys are truly international. How do you find these players? Yeah, through uh, recruiting agencies a lot okay. and just uh, just connections with. Uh, former players and current players so um yeah it's just kind of this that and the other recruiting can be really random um it's like this way might work for this year this way for that year this way for this player this way for that player so uh, it can kind of just be random you're just kind of figuring out what works and uh, i think a lot of the randomness involves just like finding the right fit for the actual person not necessarily where they're from or what they do Mm -hmm. Uh, it's just like if we can connect on a certain like level um, they can feel like they fit with our group, and, and that's the kind of why it can be random. And I know what your recruiting budget looks like, so I know you're not traveling the globe to go and see all <laughs> these players play. How do you evaluate? Obviously, video has to come into play, but you, it's hard because you can't get the full feel for the player by watching video. Yeah, yeah, so <clears throat> that's, the, that's, that's the thing. you got to get the full feel, right? So the first thing is you do watch the video, and you look at their grades and their background and what they do outside of tennis. Uh, if that seems like a good fit, you get them on a Zoom call and you talk to them and their family. Uh, you keep the recruiter involved in the conversations. And then if that goes well, I usually say, you know, if, if you feel like we're, you know, one of your top options, let's get you on the phone with the team so you can talk to them and make sure you mesh that way, okay? And then we kind of go through the process of, get, of going through more calls and just making sure it's the right fit. So, yeah, it can be a lengthy process. Do you have an interpreter with you through that? Because I imagine there's language barriers in there. Uh, actually, uh, no, I don't have an interpreter, but um, usually they're pretty good. Okay. Um, so usually they're, you know, they there is an English requirement to, to come to the, the university, and usually they're, you know, they're pretty good. We can hold a pretty good conversation. Uh, it's fun to uh, kind of see the the English on their first call, right? And then get them here and have them, uh, you know, grow. So, right. um, you know, they're learning the language as they as they learn their degree, which is uh, kind of cool to see too. So I think also that uh, I mean, these players also I think there there seems to be an understanding amongst international students that if you're going to go and play college tennis in the United States or if that's something that you want to do, you should probably speak English. 
You know what I mean? I mean, and mm-hmm. I hate to say it like that, but a lot of the athletes, especially that I that you run into, are either very fluent in English or pretty close. Yeah. And that's that's something that uh, you know. Um, my my brother in law is from Germany, um, and he basically said, you know, English is very very much emphasized in German schools as a as a child. So a lot of, like the the German exchange students, for instance, because you have a German player on the women's team, I know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they they speak a lot of English at an early age, mm-hmm. and it's really emphasized in their in their curriculum, which is again kind of part of part and parcel. If you're going to go and play in the United States and get an education in the United States, you should probably speak English pretty well. Yeah, you know? and at the same time, we've been on the bus working on ESL classes with the with the players together. So right. it's kind wow. of fun to you know just see the minimal uh, you know language at the beginning and just see it grow. So yeah. like yeah. Len. Like Len. Len, yes. he didn't even talk last year during first semester to anyone. <laughs> and he didn't know, he, he, it just sounded like he didn't know anything. And then our second semester, he talked a little bit more and he finally learned my name. And <laughs> <laughs> he learned who you were. Yeah. yeah. And then like this past weekend when we went to play McAllister, he was, oh my gosh, he did not shut up when he was talking to everyone. <laughs> and I was like. Okay, you have grown a lot, and it's been really fun to watch him grow specifically because of how mu- little he talked at the beginning. So, well, and th- th- things like that. Yep, yeah, you know that that's part of the kind of the journey. You know, it's not just about how you perform on the court; it's also about you know building that bonding experience, especially when you have a lot of internationals right. that are you know maybe a little bit going to be on the quiet side. You know, they'll be fine when it comes to the tennis side, but they might look around and be like, "Okay, what is this all about?" You know, what else am I going to do here? How am I going to fit in with the rest of these people? Right. And so that can be a process. And that's that's a cool story because that just shows that, you know, you're kind of growing along with uh, with the programs and, and, and with the players on both teams. Well, and it says a lot, too, about how they have made them comfortable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's that's huge. I mean, that that's a dynamic that's at play even for, you know, Americans coming from anywhere. You want to make everyone feel comfortable. But think about going to a whole different country mm-hmm. where you're not from. And you don't, it's not your first language. And now you're having to, you know, hopefully they accept me, right? Because that's another barrier to have to cross, and you know, that's that that can be that can be challenging. But it sounds like you guys are on top of it at least for now. Yeah, it's been super nice because I know that like last year a lot of us were freshmen, so coming in we didn't really know anyone. Like I knew one person when I came to school, and being able to be like a support system for everyone and feel like you're going to practice and it's welcoming and you're having fun and meeting new friends. It was. It was really good, and I hope that we can like keep that up just for everyone in the future too. So it's very cool. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about the start of the season. You know, we we talked about ITAs, we talked about the break. Let's talk a little bit now about how things have gone. The men are two weeks in. Women started last week. The, the uneducated look at it and go eight one. Oh, they got smoked. But from a coach's standpoint. It probably wasn't an 8-1. There was probably a lot more positive that you saw than negative. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, just being the first match, there's a lot of nerves, which is what you expect. That's yep. what you want. And uh, if you're not nervous, then, you know, you're, I don't know what's going on. But mm-hmm. that's uh, – no, it's good to see that and just get just get going. Um, McAllister's a really tough team, and we know that every year. It's one of our first matches. And just going in, we're like, all right, we're just going to play the best that we can mm-hmm. and see what happens. Maybe we can sneak one or two. Um, Brooke with a nice win at six singles. Yep. Um, so that's great to see. Um, but, yeah, we just, you know, it's a learning experience. And they all know that going in, and yeah. they tell each other that, hey, don't worry, don't worry. Like, this is okay. Um, but they're they're tough. Credit to Ted and his squad. They're, they're a good program. So, yeah. 
and uh, the men played well the, uh, against Wartburg and McAllister. Uh, so it was a good weekend. Because, yeah, you haven't had any easy ones for them. No. No, no. no. right out of the <laughs> shoot. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. 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 No, and, and Fellas, we're going to be tested here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and last year we had a great year, and uh, we kind of uh, realized that we need a tougher schedule. So, um, you know, putting together that schedule this year was uh, it was fun to, to do. But, you know, we, we do have some challenges this year. And Whitewater and Carroll right off the bat with yeah. a couple. Uh, so Stritch, Stritch closed in Milwaukee, and they – kind of dispersed around that area to Carroll, Whitewater, MSOE. So uh, they got some really good players at the top that were, used to be scholarship players. Um, so those are fun matches just for everybody to just compete at a high level. Um, and Len got a nice win at two singles there against Whitewater. So that was great. Um, and then, yeah, you know, McAllister on the men's side was good. Warburg was solid. So yeah, it was a good weekend. And, you know, Bethel will be tough again this weekend. Uh, uh, what's crazy is Bethel women – Brooke might not know this yet. Bethel women beat UMD nine to zero. Yeah, I knew that. So okay, yeah. Yep. So that'll be a really uh, a challenge as well this weekend. Um, and then the men got better from last year too. So that'll be a, another tight one, similar to McAllister for the men. So it does seem like the programs are building pretty consistently. I mean, uh, you know, you talked about this last year that the the women were still very young and kind of learning. Had a good year last year, mm-hmm. and the men had a really really good year. Mm-hmm. Um, and you return a lot of players from those teams. So it's about getting that kind of you know footing. Well, it's about getting battle tested. Yeah, now too. Yeah, it's, you know, it's getting that foundation under you, and then kind of building from there. And Brooke, you now you're in your second year. Um, the grizzled veteran of the, the grizzled group. veteran yeah, of the group. I'm actually the oldest one on the team. Just putting that out there. <laughs> I mean, how how have you seen? What are the changes that you've seen even from last year to this year? Like, I mean, how how has the team kind of changed from where it was last year at this time to where it is this year? Well. I mean, a lot of us didn't know what it was going to be like when we went and played McAllister and Bethel last year. We thought, okay, we'll see how this goes. And we played our doubles matches, and we were like, oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> I was like, okay, like we'll just see how this goes. And we kind of got blown out of the water. But a lot of us held our own during our matches, I felt like, okay. this past time around. Like, me and Kate lost 5-8 in uh, doubles, and last year it was 3-8, so with my old partner. So okay. it was better, and I think all of us are like, okay, we know that these teams are going to be tough at the start of the season, and that's going to help us get better for when we get into our conference. Right. And yeah. that's how we have to look at it instead of, oh, we're playing two super hard teams at the beginning of the season, and we're going to get smoked. Right. It's just a whole mindset kind of change from last year, and I think telling the freshmen that this year is really good. So. Well, and you guys also had some nice results during the fall. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I mean, you had a couple of wins against Wyack teams. You beat St. Norbert. I mean, those are good, solid wins, and that's a nice yeah. springboard into the, into the spring, I would think. Yeah, it's been super nice to be like, okay, this isn't our very first match and we've lost. It's we've already won a few. We're going in, and it's better than when we – played last year because I don't think we had any fall matches so we were like all right this is our whole season kind of thing and now we're going in and knowing that we already have a few wins under our belt so plus the ITAs which also well, helps. Yeah. yeah I was gonna yeah. Ask, I would you know you're a couple years into playing those now how beneficial has that been Extremely because like yeah. yeah the first year I think is a little whoa okay look at all this yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. but You've had a couple nice runs over the last couple of years on, in, you know, getting into the second day and everything. Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, 
freshmen don't play well at that <laughs> tournament. And that's no offense to freshmen. It's just like you're seeing all this regional talent that you've never seen before. Right. Um, so just the, the year after year after year, when you start to see what it's like, uh, you feel more comfortable in that atmosphere, and then you start to make runs. So, mm-hmm. uh, no, it was, uh, it was it's good to go again this year. And uh, we actually got a second individual tournament this past fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, the folks went to ITAs over in Whitewater, and we had a group uh, go to Gustavus at the same time, and uh, they saw some success there. So um, just, you know, building upon what we have has been really fun to see just like uh, year after year, what can we do just a little bit better? And as you know, when Brooks is senior in two years, um, it'll be, you know, a lot of experience under her belt and who knows what'll happen. She's making a run. Yep. I'm gonna win ITAs at that point. (laughs) I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. We'll see. We'll see. We'll, see. well that, that's the advantage, though, like I said, of having a big event like that, whether mm-hmm. it's at Whitewater or uh, Gustavus, who feels like a, they've hosted it forever, um, is that you get a chance to see everybody who's out there, or at least the, the type of talent you're going to be seeing. Because yep. teams come from all over the place yep. to play in those tournaments, and that's, that's, a, that's a nice kind of way to break the ice, I think, and just look around and say, hey, okay. This is what the competition is going to look like now that I'm in college. Yeah, and we belong too. That's a big piece of it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, we the our top doubles team was serving for the match against the one seed this year. The right. main draw. It's like, okay, we can play with these players. So, right. yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's really cool to see that progress. Let's talk about the individuals. You know, is uh, we've talked about how there's a lot of new faces on the women's side. So let's talk about some of these players, and who. Who has stood out to you so far? Who's kind of been the, the surprise so far and, and what your expectations are for, for these kids going forward? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Maya came in from Germany. She's uh, playing that top spot right now, so she's been great. Uh, Claudia came in from Lake Mills, Wisconsin. She's playing that two spot right now. So we've got a returner at three with Jesse from Hermantown. Uh, four, we had uh, Julia. Julia this, yep. So Julia versus McAllister there. Uh, she's from Brazil. She's a freshman as well. So already one through four, we got three freshmen. And then uh, Kate uh, from Annandale, Minnesota at five. And Brooke played six this past weekend. So uh, that's four freshmen in the top six there. And, um, they, you know, they're all playing really well. And there's a couple freshmen right outside that top six that are trying to work their way in. So mm-hmm. with the sophomores, it's uh, it's, a, it's a battle. We're pretty deep this year. And kind of showed when, you know, you win at six versus McAllister and, uh, you know, you play, you know, a couple extra matches and do do well there. So, um, you know, it's good to see that depth. Well, that, that was going to, I was going to speak to the depth because we haven't had that on the women's side ever. Yeah. I mean, the men have been pretty deep. The men have been pretty deep for yeah. a few yeah. years, you know, and especially the last couple of years have been very deep. But on the women's side, there hasn't been that same kind of depth. Yeah. yeah. And it's not necessarily just the depth. It's you get the quality. So the person who in some ways was forced to maybe play at a, a two or a three can now slot in at a three or a four and set themselves up obviously to be more successful. Right. Yeah. yeah. You're kind of playing out of position at points in right. the past, whereas now it's, we're playing in position. So, and then the other thing with that is the training environment is so much different because you know, you get 20 match days a year and sometimes mm-hmm. you double up. So a few more than 20 matches, but uh, the training environment is the majority of the, the experience. So right. if every day you're battling with your teammates against each other, that's where you get better. So that's, uh, that's where it helps to have this deep squad. And even when you weren't in season, they're out here in this field house playing all the time. I hope so. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, if, I felt like every single day you come walking in the building and there's two or four of them out there playing. Nice. Right. And yeah. that is something maybe we haven't seen in the past. Is, so obviously you're pushing each other and saying, 
you know, all right, let's, he got me yesterday, let's go today. Yep. Let's keep going. Yeah. Because I've never seen a group play as much as this group has. Yeah, we have been playing a lot. I know there's a few that have been playing more than I have. Um, but Figure it out, Brooke. I know, I know. <laughs> but it's the grizzled veteran. <laughs> I know. I don't need this. Yeah. But um, I'll walk in to go work at the front desk, and there's like three guys waiting for me to just grab them a crank so they can go to put up the net. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then um, a few of the girls will text in our group chat and be like, hey, anyone want to go hit right now? I'll be like, oh, okay, let's go hit. And I don't think that was the case last year where we hit as much as we did. Mm -hmm. But I feel like it's just going to be that tennis takes over the field house at this point. Because <laughs> we should just put UWS tennis up there right now. Because they're always in there. Fair like, enough. On, a, on a, yeah. a spring like this, I mean, get wow, baseball yeah. and softball out of there. Yeah. There you go. Yep. I yep. Yeah, I think we'll be outside again today and hopefully tomorrow we'll add a session. So. Yeah, it'll be nice. How about on the men's side? Yeah, for uh, new folks. Sure. Yeah. Um, so Igor's holding down that top spot. He's a sophomore from Brazil. Uh, Len's holding down that two spot from uh, uh, Japan. Uh, three, who do we got? Oh, so three and four, we got a couple guys in from India. So Yash and Sharan are holding down those spots at the moment. Uh, they've been great for the squad, just good freshmen, and uh, helping out with coaching as well with the, the youth camps and stuff. Uh, and then five, another freshman, uh, Luca from Brazil. Uh, and then six has been a rotating spot right now. So we got uh, some guys rotating through there. What's cool is we got a transfer in from uh, NAI school uh, down in Florida. He's been an amazing doubles asset. So um, lots of new faces again in the lineup this year, just like last year. And um, I will say I am excited to coach a sophomore and junior squad uh, just so we can have some experience. In the right. I think that's when we're really going to see some some good stuff. But um, yeah, no, lots of new faces on that side as well. You, you mentioned Igor holding down number one, and he, he won a lot last year. It hasn't been as easy this year. How is he handling that? Oh, he loves it. Okay. <laughs> he loves it. You know, he, he's a guy that just wants to play the best players all the time. Yep. So uh, he's, he's not backing down to that challenge against any of those players. So, you know, he's uh, you talk about UTR a little bit. It's not a big thing, but universal tennis rating. Uh, he's got like the fourth or fifth highest UTR, and you want a high UTR, right? Um, and he's playing our top spot because he's the guy. He's the competitor. He wants that spot, and he is the best player. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, there's guys that will challenge him, but it's it's funny to see him, you know, go up against guys that are two UTR points above him and just get, you know, 50% of the games, which is what you're looking for. Just sure. compete at that level. So, yeah, he, he loves the challenge. So him and Len at the top are like, let's just play with good teams all the time. <laughs> it's, it's funny. They said, uh, Coach, would you get fired if we went – six and 20 because we only won our conference matches and just played the best teams in the country <laughs> and i said well i don't think so <laughs> but i'm gonna go ahead and say probably not probably not. <laughs> probably not but but that's what they want they want to play the best teams so yeah it's, it's fun he likes it i i was just curious because I, I know he has he's he can be he's a fiery competitor yeah and yeah. i mean from the, the the first conversation when he because he worked for me last year and he was like well i i won the preseason tournament thing so i'm the best player here yeah whoa okay new guy confident yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. well then uh you're taking a lap with him too yep where you got a chance to like talk a little bit more and yeah he, he's he's uh he's an interesting kid 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Him and Jacob are our captains this year on the men's side, and they uh, they've done a great job. And yeah, he's confident and bold, but uh, he puts the team first. So mm-hmm. yeah. it's nice to see a guy go out there. And whenever we're training, he's 100% locked in. And whenever we're not training, he's not locked in. And it's fun. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, it's it's cool to see somebody be able to flip that switch so well, um, because it's a great example for the for the team. So. Yeah, on the women's side, it's interesting this year with uh, sophomores and freshmen. We decided not to go with captains, so yeah. we've kind of paired up a sophomore and a freshman just for the leadership uh, side of things, and it's mm-hmm. been really nice just to, you know, not suppress voices and everybody. All the sophomores are, you know, have that equal voice, and they're helping the freshmen learn. And then, you know, next year we'll see if it's if it's the same deal. We might just stick with it and mm-hmm. just pair a sophomore up with a freshman again and see what happens. But it's, interesting. it's been interesting it to to kind of see that. Uh, develop on the women's side but I I like it so far I don't know what Brooke thinks yeah I like it I mean that's kind of the thing we did in high school with um like the underclassmen and the upperclassmen so um I'm used to it and I think that it's really good connection with one person because I'm paired up with Stella so she's from Nagani Michigan and I have been up there so many times because we have a cabin up there so we have that connection off the bat that we know that area and um, we're both very similar, so like we can hang out all the time and stuff like that, and it's been really fun. And I know that a lot of the girls agree that it's been good. So nice, yeah. I mean, it's different too. Like the men, I think appreciate the two leaders, and the women appreciate that side of things. So every team's going to be different. Right. I think we've yeah. uh, we've established a pretty good, uh, you know, yeah, leadership so far. Yeah. Well, it's also on the women's side because they're you know they are so young. Right. They're so they're sort of kind of figuring themselves out at a certain point. Yeah. You yeah. know, and it allows people to just kind of. Not have to worry about the the pressure of being a team captain or a leader just because you're anticipated to be, you know, you can just kind of be yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. And then just kind of learn together and just see where things grow from there. Yeah, it's not easy to be a captain. You know, you're not always <laughs> no. the one that's liked. So, nope. yeah. um, Jacob's done a great job and he, he deserves it. He's been around for four years. He knows what's going on. And Igor's an older sophomore, so he gets it too. Like, um, there's definitely pros to it. But yeah, I like, I like this yeah. system. Let's talk a little bit about conference play because it'll be here before we know it mm-hmm. with how quickly this year yeah. has flown by <laughs> yeah. we're going to be in conference play so the men defending champion on in on their divisional part of it i, I saw the hard time yeah. to use this whole yeah. north south yeah. division thing but what do you see conference wise both on the men's and women's sides yeah yeah so a big thing that i'm trying to uh bring into the conversation this year is no expectations so like love kindness and no expectations has kind of been that hopeful push on my end and uh so yeah we're, we're just kind of looking at those squads you know to see what happens a little bit but you know again, we'll see what happens so northwestern will be tough um on both sides again and that'll be the biggest competition in the north uh morris you know the women lost to morris in that uh, playing match last year uh so we're, we got that date circled as well but um you know it'll be interesting i know a lot of a few of the other schools got some players in so uh, Crown is building an awesome program as well, which is great to see. So I'm excited to see what happens uh, with the conference play this year in the north. Of course, uh, it's harder to track the south. Uh, right. we, don't, we just don't really see those teams in season. Um, in the Slaya conference there with Greenville, Principia, Webster, uh, some of those schools. So um, it was fun to see those. Uh, yeah, because your first exposure to them, I guess, was the, was the, the tournament. tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we've been the so, tournament. Yeah. yeah, there's very few uh, similar opponents. Uh, so it's it's curious to see what happens you know mm-hmm. like we go down there and we we match up 1v2 2v1 and the winners advance to the f- finals on saturday so um yeah we'll see what happens and this year it's in st louis so we get to take a trip down there um and play outside um for our conference tournament for which should be fun so mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Absolutely. Doing it on the conference dime, too. Even better. Yeah. 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 Be good. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, it's always nice when you don't have to pay for it. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> Final thoughts? Uh, nothing other than uh, – <laughs> nope, none. None. <laughs> Just zero thought. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I always look forward to seeing you guys play. Um, and hopefully the weather will hold. Uh, you know, because I know you like to play on the outdoor court. Don't want to have to be in the field house too much. Um, so I, I, just to clarify, are you going to be playing your home matches then on campus, or are you going to be playing up in Duluth? Yeah, so good question. That, and I was going to make a plug for that. We play in uh, Duluth on February 16, 17, and 18. Okay. Uh, 16th against St. Scholastica. So okay. So we want to get a crowd for that one. I think that'll be fun. Um, and then uh, the 17th, we play Stevens Point, Stevens Point which will be fun. Uh, we got some <laughs> connections to that team, so that'll be good. And then Sunday, we play, play Concordia Moorhead, all up at the indoor club in okay. Duluth. Um, and then when we start conference play, uh, North, we open with Northwestern. Uh, that'll be on the road April 13th. Uh, but we do have a few conference matches outside in the spring here. Okay, so, cool. Yeah. All right. Well, that's good to know. I have a soon-to-be five-year-old who will be very excited. Nice. Because he... <laughs> Teddy will be out. He, yeah, he'll be out for sure because he, right. he 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 really, he likes tennis. Good. He likes he likes the, and the, the, he knows the tennis players as well. Does he? Has he met? Uh, probably players? not. Okay. <laughs> probably not. But he. We'll just have him spend some time with. Brooke he and he just tennis. enjoys. Yeah. He he likes watching tennis. Like is he, he okay. going to be a twenty forty commit or twenty forty? Twenty thirty seven. Twenty thirty seven. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He's already he's already being recruited. He's a twenty thirty seven. But you know, he'd, yeah. he'd have to be a duel because he's hockey he's obsessed hockey right guy. now too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We have to come in after. You know, but yeah. he he'll he jumped right up and watched the Aussie Open with me. So nice. Yeah. Hey, there's nice. a good connection. A lot of people do with tennis and hockey. Absolutely. So. It's great yeah. for your footwork. Yeah. And well you were someone you were a pretty serious strength. player at uh, one point. For a while, yeah. 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 So before baseball won out. Yeah, before mm. baseball won out. But uh yeah, I I did not know that about you until we actually talked about it. That mm-hmm. the fact that uh John was quite a tennis player back in the day, and uh, he enjoyed quite playing quite a bit. Absolutely. So he watches a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so mm-hmm. yeah, get Teddy and, going. And Teddy yeah. really wa- he really wants to play. He following Dad's footsteps. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> we'll, he'll be out for sure. There's all no right. doubt about that. Yeah. You know, yeah. he'll, cool. he'll swing and miss if he tries to hit the ball. But yeah. you know, that's okay. that's all right. you know what though, out. he's he's at an age where as long as he's just taking it in and watching it and yep. saying, "Hey, I might want to do this someday." Absolutely, that's all that matters. Yep, hundred percent. Yep. So he will be there. Sweet. Good deal. <laughs> That'll do it for this week's episode of Eye of the Swarm. We want to thank Coach C.J. Schaffner and Brooke Wilfong from the women's tennis team for coming out and joining us. For both of them, for the Big Sound, Matt Johnson, I am John Garver, and thank you for watching Eye of the Swarm. Mm-hmm.